0: Welcome, friends, to the Friday Faith Follow-Up episode of the Love Your People Well podcast. We are going in a little bit of a different direction today because I have a ton of simple little tips that I want to share today. We have been talking this week um, in episode 83 about screen time and the impact screen time has on us as individuals and on our family and our home life. And I did share some tips in episode 83 about what to do for your family, um, particularly if you are concerned about what screen time is looking like. But this is an issue that comes up so often in the counseling room and just in everyday life. I mean, conversations that I'll have at church or with friends and it's kind of surprising how often screen time comes up. And sometimes we take it sort of as just this, almost like a necessary evil, (laughs) like, oh, yeah, I know that's a problem. Okay, moving on. (laughs) We don't really dig into the topic. Um, Of course, that looks a little different if someone brings it into the counseling room, because now you're paying someone (laughs) to help you with this issue. So you might be at that level where you're feeling like, I really need some help with this, or you might be much earlier on where, you know, it's something you're thinking about, you want to be intentional about, but you're not necessarily... Overly worried or concerned, wherever you are at on this spectrum, I want to give some very practical tips based on my professional experience, my personal experience, um, the different plans that I have helped people work through. Uh, We're going to go through a lot of it. And so I will just highlight from the faith angle of things. Sometimes, as Christian moms, we can get a little, um, I'm not going to say naive. I mean, that certainly can happen, <laughs> but I think sometimes we get a little overconfident in our community or in our, our planning, our supervision, the oversight that we have for our family. And, and sometimes we lean on our faith in areas where God still calls us to wisdom Um, I didn't actually look up the, the specific verse for this, but you're probably familiar with it, of how Jesus tells us that we need to be as innocent as lambs and as shrewd as serpents. I think those are the animals he referenced. But he basically tells us, yes, you need to be innocent. You need to be pure. You need to not involve yourself in the things of the world and don't let them pollute your thinking or your heart or your desires. But we live in a messed up world and we need to be wise about that. We need to be smart about how we protect our family and ourselves. We need to um, to not be naive and not be overly innocent about the impact that screen time, the internet, social media, all of this type of technology can have on our families. So um, from the faith angle I do know i've interacted with some families that feel like oh i don't you know i supervise everything my kids are never alone with tech i basically don't need to worry about this and i tend to gently i hope and lovingly push back on that just a little bit because well for a variety of reasons but typically because our kids eventually get access to technology that we're not thinking about. They're over at their cousin's house or a friend's house or at their youth group or whatever it might be, kids are gonna stumble across things that they're not ready for. The same can happen for us. <laughs> the ads that pop up on the side of the screen. We all can stumble into things that make us stumble, that hurt our our souls. And so Again, we need to be very practical and we need to be wise in the areas where we can, while, of course, trusting that God has all of this under control. He knows when we are sitting and standing, sleeping or awake, he knows exactly what's going to go on with screen time and technology for you and your family. So I hope that these tips are helpful and practical, and we are just going to roll right through them. So let's start with a few basic tips that are just pretty general for everyone and then i want to give a few that are specific to marriage specific to parenting and then some um, websites or software that i have seen be really helpful for people but as far as basic practicality when it comes to screen time and technology for your family and your home my number one tip would be to talk about it (laughs) do not make it this awkward elephant in the room and not make it something that is such a non-issue that we don't even talk about it. Just like you might sit down with your husband and talk about the budget. You might sit down with your kids and talk about the birds and the bees. And um, in, in a similar way, you want to be talking about technology, linking your screen time or the media choices you're making, linking all of that to your family values, Why do we have a TV? Why do we not have a TV? Why are we saying yes to a smartphone or no to a smartphone? These need to be conversations. And it's a lot more fruitful if these conversations are happening before you really have a problem or a a concern about technology use for anyone in your household. In a similar way, especially with your kids, you need to set clear expectations and boundaries hopefully before giving them access to a new piece of technology. And this would absolutely include your toddlers when you get them that first tablet, (laughs) or even like you give them your old smartphone. You don't need it anymore. It's not, you know, it's not getting the data or whatever. They can barely do anything on it. That is still a perfect time to talk about what this item is, what this device is, what they are allowed to do, not allowed to do, if there are boundaries on time that they can spend on it. And of course, this only escalates as your kids get older and you're giving them a laptop or a video console or their own smartphone or whatever that might look like. Have the conversation with clear expectations, clear boundaries before, hopefully before, they're starting to use this new piece of tech. And alongside that, um, my third tip here would be to use the language, whatever, of course, fits for you and your style. But make it clear in your language that all of the tech in the home belongs to you and your husband. Your kid might have a cell phone, but it's your cell phone and you're letting them use it. So if you want to look at it, well, it's your cell phone. If you want to set a boundary on when they can use it, well, it's your cell phone. And yes, as they get older, they might have their own income. They might buy it themselves. At that point, the language might shift to, we have household rules about how much technology use is allowed, when is screen time okay, you live here, these are the house rules. Using that type of language early on, hopefully from the beginning, can smooth that process of setting clear boundaries and supervision for especially your kids when it comes to how they are using technology. And then two more uh, basic tips, general tips for your family. Let everyone see you setting healthy boundaries with technology. Now, of course, some of that is nonverbal. You just put your phone down and have a conversation or do something different, do a different activity. But sometimes you might even want to say that, to say out loud, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been on my phone all day. I'm going to put this away and I would love to have a conversation or I'm going to read a book or let's play a game or whatever it is. Sometimes verbalizing that Especially if, it, if it's genuine, if that's a struggle, if you really realize, oh my gosh, I'm on my phone all day, or I just thought I was going to watch a half hour sitcom and I've been sitting in front of the TV for three hours, acknowledge that. Make that a part of the family conversation and set a boundary. Do something about it and let everyone see it. And then finally, keep track of how the people in your family, in your home are using technology. How often are they using different devices? Uh, Do they have a clear reason why they're using different devices? Is it just I'm bored or I really want to follow up with my friend and I know he's playing a game tonight at eight o'clock and so I want to play too. We can chat online. Kids love to do that (laughs) when they're video gaming. Maybe they're using it because they want to write something. I mean, you don't know, but you do know if you're monitoring that, you're keeping track of that, you're having conversations about that. What is everyone using? How often are they using it? Why are they using it? And that can really help you realize when or if there is a problem, there is something that you need to address, there is something that might need to change. So let's dig in for a few minutes specifically to your marriage, your Christ-centered marriage. How can you have some healthy boundaries and um, things in place to protect your marriage when it comes to technology. One statistic that I want to highlight here is the reality that I would say all of social media, but specifically Facebook these days, this is 2022. This has been true now though, for at least a decade, (laughs) Facebook is a part of 30 to 50% of divorce proceedings, a ridiculously high number of people Include some element of how a spouse is using Facebook as part of either their reason for getting a divorce or their argument for, you know, whatever it is they're arguing about during the divorce. Social media can be very threatening and damaging to a marriage. Now, of course, that's not going to be true for everyone, but it's just something we need to be aware of and we need to be wise about. And so, some of the tips that I work on specifically in marriage counseling when people come in. And of course, this podcast, like this is not a moment of marriage counseling. I'm not your counselor, but these tips have been helpful. Wow. Did you hear that thunder? There's a huge storm outside. Uh, We'll see if I lose power and if this episode goes live on time, Hmm, we'll see. Um, Or maybe when I do my very minimal editing to the sound, you won't hear the thunder at all and I'll sound like a crazy person. (laughs) Oh, well, it is what it is. So here are a few tips that uh, I have found really helpful with couples that I'm working with where technology is a part of the struggle. First of all, share your passwords. Share your passwords on everything. There shouldn't be anything happening in your email, in your social media, anywhere else where your spouse could not access it. And, And let me just give a little asterisk here. All of these tips, there always are times where you might realize we have a reason why we can't do this or there's something wrong here. It is what it is. Uh, I'm just speaking in basic marriage principles. It's really helpful to not have secrets and not have hidden parts of your life. And so when it comes to tech, that would include sharing passwords on everything. It also is really helpful. Even if you don't think pornography is an issue in your marriage, set up some pornography filtering software. I will give a few specifics at the end of this episode. Um, but these things are very affordable and it simply removes the possibility of someone stumbling across something and then, uh, being worried about it or like now there's questions or maybe they're walking down a path they never intended to go down, but it just popped up on their screen. Set some of those filters in place simply as a protective feature in your marriage. Number four, in your marriage, whenever possible, use tech together. If you're going to sit in the living room and watch a show, maybe your husband can sit next to you working on his laptop. Or, you know, if you're physically near each other, it's less likely you're going to get sucked in, like we talked about in episode 83. But it's also less likely someone's going to use technology in an unhealthy or inappropriate way. And alongside that, hopefully, Keep the tech out of your bedroom. The bedroom should be a place for emotional connection, physical connection, intimacy building, and technology very rarely helps us do that. There are statistics about the intimacy and satisfaction of a marriage and um, what that looks like if you do have a TV in your bedroom and if you do not have a TV in your bedroom. Again, statistics are never a black and white rule. Uh, I think my parents have a TV in their bedroom. They're perfectly happy, (laughs) but TVs, phones, computers, like keeping these things out of the bedroom is probably gonna be helpful in your marriage. And, And just in general for your marriage, be intentional and protective of the physical and emotional intimacy. If you are not feeling connected to your spouse or they are not feeling connected to you, then suddenly technology is a lot more appealing. Social media, just getting lost in a video game, whatever it might be. The tech will have less power, less influence, less appeal if you are feeling connected and intimate with one another. And if that's a struggle for you, head on over to the website loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage. We have several different resources that would help you build the physical and emotional intimacy of your marriage. Now, let's take a few minutes and talk about parenting, some specific tips for you and your kids. And uh, just a little stat to highlight for us here about pornography use, because if you're a parent, that's probably, and you think about tech, that's probably one of your top concerns. And the typical age of exposure, not that a kid is looking for it, but that they stumble across it or someone shows it to them, they're at a friend's house. The typical age of exposure to pornography is between 10 and 13. I think we can all agree that's far too young. And 85% of of boys, it's a little bit lower for girls, but still in the 70s percentage-wise, are going to be exposed before the age of 18. So parents, mamas, we cannot pretend this is not going to influence our kids. If they do happen to be in that 15% who are not exposed before age 18, well, their friends are being exposed <laughs> someone that they care about that they interact with is being exposed and so best case scenario it's not your kid but we do not want to be foolishly over optimistic about that so a few tips from my family therapy work um <laughs> there's a thousand things you could do if you're struggling but just in general it's really helpful to have some written rules or as your kids get older, maybe even a contract around how they're going to access technology and use technology um, is really helpful. Not just to think about how am I supervising them at home, but what's happening at their friend's house at their cousin's house at the church youth group, <laughs> like getting a feel for how are these adults supervising technology use? What are these kids accessing? That's going to help you protect your kids. Also, Check their devices and check them often. Check them when it's announced. You tell them, hey, tonight, I want to take a look at your phone. Or tonight, I want to check out what you're doing on your video games. Check it when it's announced and unannounced. When they're present and when they're not present. It's always going to be those unannounced moments that are more likely, of course, to show you if there are problems. Um, And just in, in the reality of our world today, your kids are probably a lot more tech savvy than you are. And so if you're announcing it, if they know um, they have something to hide and they don't want you to see it, there are, I'm sure, a thousand and one workarounds for that. Uh, I'm not an expert in all of that. Do some Googling (laughs) and you can hide apps, you can do all sorts of things, but checking their devices, watching what they're doing with their devices is really helpful. And then specifically when it comes to social media, Again, staying on top of current trends, what are their friends doing? How are they talking about social media? Um, Yes, you want to be a friend, you know, if they're on Instagram, you wanna be on Instagram and friend them, but you don't wanna assume that that means you're seeing the full picture. Most kids have multiple accounts, they're using multiple apps. So again, unexpectedly, pop over and say, hey, what are you looking at right now on your phone? Hey, show me your account. Hey, hey, best friend. What did you see lately on my kids' social media? Ask around. I mean, obviously you're not a detective like trying to find a problem. You're a mom trying to make sure you know what's going on. And then similarly, like we mentioned with marriage, get some sort of software that monitors your kids' devices. There's a ton of options. I will give a few, um, but, but you know, ask your friends, ask around, see what people like, see what they're using, get something in place. To just remove some of those question marks all right and before we close out with a word of prayer today i know this is getting a little bit longer than our typical friday faith follow-up but <laughs> uh you know bear with me <laughs> tips and resources are always helpful and i do want to give you a few specific websites um, and i will put these in the show notes so If you are driving or you're not in a place to really take note of this just head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero eight three and scroll to the bottom of the page because this is kind of the follow-up episode Um, i will put these links in there so you can access all of that but here are two if you're specifically worried about pornography accountability i i recommend to people um accountable to you that's the number two so it's accountable the number two and then y-o-u And Covenant Eyes, you might've heard of one of those. Um, In my family, we use Accountable to You and we really like it. It's very simple to set up. They're both very affordable. Those are some great resources. When it comes to monitoring your kids' devices, um, the three pieces of tech, pieces of software that I hear the most about, I've seen the most people use are NetNanny, Circle, and I'm probably gonna mispronounce this one, but um, (laughs) Custodio. It's Q-U-S-T-O-D-I-O. Um, they each have different pros and cons like all software is going to have, but NetNanny, Circle, and Quistodio, uh, they say that one in particular is really easy to use, really easy to manage, um, but it can get a little pricey if you add on some of the extra features that they offer. Um, but those are three that are very popular and uh, a lot of parents find them really helpful a specific website that I also want to highlight for assessments. If you're kind of thinking, ah, is my kid using too much tech? Are they maybe addicted to social media or video gaming? You're just kind of worried about it. You'd like a little bit of assessment. Um, there is a woman, again, I'm going to, I'm not great with pronunciation and she hasn't, I think she's from Sweden. I could be messing that up, but she does a lot with the American Association of Christian Counselors. Her name is Dr. Sylvia Hart Freid. F-R-E-J-D, and she runs the Flourish Center for Well-Being. So if you Google that, you'll find it. If you go to the show notes for this website or for this podcast episode, you'll find it. And uh, the Flourish Center for Well-Being, it offers counseling and training and all sorts of things around digital wellness. But there's a resources page there with some free assessment tools that are really practical, really easy to use. I have used those with a lot of clients over the years. Um, so that might be a great resource for you. And then let me close with two uh, websites that are really helpful. Again, if we think about pornography, specifically fightthenewdrug.org has a lot of resources there, really helpful. And then the website pluggedin.com um, is less about resources for like, how do I monitor my kids? But it gives you so much helpful information and reviews of all the popular video games, TV shows, movies, like anything your kid is saying, I want this, or I want to go with my friends to see this movie, or hey, this new show came out, and I want to watch it. That is a really great place for you to get a Christian perspective and kind of analysis of not only what's this about, but um, I think they analyze everything, including like the language that's used, sexuality, drugs, um, all sorts of issues that are kind of modern progressive issues. They're they're not saying, you know, yes or no, you shouldn't watch this. They're just giving you really practical, really helpful information. So again, all of those links will be in the show notes. Just head to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 083. And don't think you got to try all these different tips today. <laughs> If one thing jumped out at you, start there. If you just are like overwhelmed by this, you don't know what to do, just start some conversations, start some assessment, and then move forward from there. But let me close this out today, my friends, with a word of prayer. Holy Father, we we know that we live in a time, in a culture, in a generation that has a unique access to things through technology. That doesn't surprise you, but it often surprises us exactly what it looks like and how all consuming it can be and how it's influencing our kids and our families. Lord, we just lay it all in your hands and we pray that you will give us as parents wisdom, give us grace, help us to have healthy and good conversations about these issues. And Lord, we pray for our marriages and for our kids and ourselves, that you will protect us from the evil that we might access or stumble across through technology. We pray that you will protect us from getting sucked into foolishness and idleness that can come with excessive screen time. And Lord, we acknowledge your wisdom in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that we have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Not everything is constructive. And I pray, Lord, that we will not only seek to enjoy ourselves with technology, but that we will seek the good of others for ourselves, for our husbands, for our kids, for our communities. Lord, we ask for your grace. And we pray all of this trusting in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, friends, that is all I have for today. If you did hear some of the thunder, I hope you enjoyed it. A nice summer rainstorm (laughs) and uh, the power has not gone out. So hopefully this episode can be live on time. Uh, Oh, I did want to also mention, just as a reminder, we have a 25% off discount code this month only, June 2022. Use the code SUMMERBREAK, all one word, at the Love Your People Well Etsy shop. Um, tons of simple practical resources there, 25% off anything you want. I want to highlight it because you know, we're like halfway through the month of June. (laughs) So with all of that, all of those billions of tips, things to think about, trust in the Lord, get all the links on the website if you need them. And we will be back next week. Until then, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.